When embarking on a new project or joining a different team, getting acclimated to your new environment in those first few months is critical. Interpersonal relationships begin to form, trust is being built, and we learn how to collaborate as a team. It's easy to just jump right in and take immediate action, but what if we took some time to really lean in and understand the lay of the land first? The power of listening to new colleagues, customers, and even to our instincts is imperative as we take time to navigate new waters and get our bearing. Be, be humble when, when you go into the market. Don't come in assuming that you know everything there is to know. Be open to new ideas. Be open to understanding why things are being done the way they are at present, and then figuring out collectively how they may be modified or optimized on a go-forward basis. But uh, really be respectful of the team that's in place, the methods that are in place, understanding that there may be legitimate reasons why certain functions, certain processes are being followed at present. That's John Beats, who leads our international healthcare sales team here at Nuance. Today, I'm talking with him about his own experiences on a new career adventure that took him overseas and how leveraging his strengths while building synergy helped his team become successful. Hi, John. Welcome to Think Big. Thanks for the invitation, Meredith. I've been uh, looking forward to this discussion today. Well, it's great to have you here. So I'm glad that you were able to join me. I want to start by taking a walk down memory lane. About five years ago, you were leading the sales team in the U.S. You were contemplating retirement and really putting your work life behind you. So what changed your mind? Yeah, that's an important question. So when I reached that decision five years ago, you know, we had gone through a, a very exciting period of transitioning from on-prem to cloud. We had revised our value proposition, our business model, our business case. And that was a really dynamic and exciting period. But then after that initial transition, it quickly became business as usual. We enjoyed real success in migrating our existing on-prem install base to the cloud, securing net new business within the cloud. But once that excitement wore off and it got to be business as usual, it just became less dynamic, less interesting. And I was really looking to uh, find something that would keep my attention and, and be equally as exciting as that initial transition years ago. Yeah, I think we've all felt that way in our jobs sometimes where you're you're doing it and you kind of are going through the motions and it's progressing, but it sounded like you were open to something new and you and it just came at the right time. So you ended up stepping into this new role in a new country in a new team. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I ended up um stepping down from my role in December of 2018 and I was asked to stay on in an advisory capacity with the company. But six months into that, I received a, a call from the executive vice president of healthcare, the, the former Diana Knoll, Michael Clark, and he described an opportunity or a situation in the UK specifically where the cloud had been established, and yet there were challenges in getting our customer base moved over to the cloud. So Michael asked if I would uh, be interested in working with that team and trying to help accelerate that move to the cloud in, the, in that particular market. Were you excited about that? Was that something that you were like, oh, now something new, a new challenge for me to, to kind of figure out? 
it, it was really, it was very exciting for a number of reasons. Uh, the opportunity to work in the international space was very interesting. Um, I've always enjoyed, you know, personally traveling in, in international markets, but the opportunity to actually be able to become more deeply involved in, in the culture and, and work in that environment was, was especially interesting. And it also gave me the opportunity to leverage uh, a skill set that I had developed while working here in the U.S. So the maturity of the U.K. market was similar to where the U.S. market was several years ago when it was an interesting market in the sense that the U.K. market was just beginning to make the transition to cloud. So I was able to take my knowledge that I had gained from the U.S. and apply that in a different market, uh, which led to success. I mean, it's such a great situation to be, you know, in this unique position where you kind of did it already. And then this other team is going through something similar where you can use that experience and wisdom and the things that you've learned in a, in a similar situation. That must have been really exciting for you. Like, how did you how did you get started? Like, how did you get to know what the challenges were and try and wrap your head around how to approach it? So the first step was to be able to go in the market, spend 60 to 90 days and really get an understanding of the dynamics that were in play. Um, although I had spent some time there personally, I hadn't lived in the market. I hadn't worked there professionally. So I wanted to take the time to make sure I, I fully understood the NHS, the British culture and everything required to be successful within the market. So again, that took about 60 to 90 days. Uh, it was a period of information gathering, you know, developing understanding. And then with that, I was able to uh, develop a plan. I love when you talk about the listening part of immersing yourself in the culture and the situation to try and understand it. It sounds like, oh, you just talk to people and, and kind of get put in these situations. But specifically, how did you get involved with that? Like, how did you know who to talk to and, and what roads to kind of go down to gather that information? So, so what I was able to do is spend a period of time initially gaining an understanding of the market because I didn't want to make assumptions coming into a new market. So during that period of time, I got to know the sales team. I got to understand the culture, but I also got to understand the NHS and the healthcare system much better. And during that process, we were able to, as a team, identify a series of myths or maybe misunderstandings that had developed internally and then that became our target to address and break down those myths so that we could grow the market and, and achieve greater levels of success. Such a great idea to come up with those misunderstandings or myth busters, because then that helps kind of like put those things into categories. So then you can break them down into how are you going to fix them, right? Is that what you did with those? Absolutely. And, and one of the key myths that we identified was the market not being ready at that point in time for a complete transition to front-end speech recognition. And what we realized is it was the approach that we were taking as a team in selling the solution. We were continuing to represent front-end speech recognition as simply a replacement for dictation and transcription. But once we started to recognize that there's a bigger value proposition associated with the solution, particularly speech enabling the EPR, 
And due to the growth of EPRs in the market at that point in time, we were able to reposition the value proposition of Dragon and therefore expand the opportunity within the trusts and hospitals that we were working with. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's such a great thing to come out of that. (laughs) It really is. So you're working with this new team. I know that that can always be tricky too. In a new country, like I mentioned, you're living in a different country with a different culture. You're, you know, some of the things are familiar, the things that the experiences that you brought over, but what was it like to work with a different team on a different problem and just kind of jump in there? I know you seem like a really collaborative person. I'd love to hear how you started to figure that out, especially in the beginning. Yeah, I, I think collaborative and collaboration are, are the right terms. So what I didn't want to do is is come in and assume that I knew what the market needed and what we needed to do. I didn't want to take you know the methods that we use successfully in the U.S. and simply overlay those in the U.K. So we very thoughtfully as a team took a look at the playbook that we had developed in the U.S., figured out what would work, what wouldn't work in that particular market. So we really regionalized that and made it most appropriate for the market so that we could optimize the success. And that really was a collaborative effort rather than uh, some one individual coming in and saying, this is the way it's going to be moving forward. We took a look at the playbook. We agreed on appropriate changes. And then as a team, we embraced those changes and moved forward. For someone that's thinking of, of doing something like this, where they're stepping into a new situation, what would your advice be? I know you stepped in and it sounds like you were very thoughtful about trying to get a lay of the land to really understand before you took action or did anything. And I'd love to hear what you think about someone that was thinking of doing this. What, what advice would you give them? I think the, the two words that jump out would be be humble and be respectful. Be, be humble when, when you go into the market. Don't come in assuming that you know everything there is to know. Be open to new ideas. Be open to understanding why things are being done the way they are at present, and then figuring out collectively how they may be modified or optimized on a go-forward basis. But uh, really be respectful of the team that's in place, the methods that are in place, understanding that there may be legitimate reasons why certain functions, certain processes are being followed at present, even though they may not be optimal, there there could be good justification as to why uh, certain things are being done as they are today. Growth, development, you know, learning from prior mistakes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, And that was an important element that I learned early in my career, made an adjustment. And that Adjustment is one of the reasons that I was able to step into this role and achieve a certain level of success. So as a team, develop new ideas, going in and earning the respect of the team, presenting new ideas, being a leader and leading them in the right direction, but not forcing that, having the team support those ideas through collaboration so that everybody's on board. I bet that's a hard balance too, because leading, listening, giving space so that the team feels like they're part of it, that's hard to do. I think that's really hard to do. It, it's particularly hard when you have uh, quotas and, and, and objectives, annual plans to meet. 
Um, so so it, it is a balance. You know, th- there are time pressures to achieve certain objectives, but, you know, particularly in different cultures, you need to be sensitive to how you manage that process. And so salespeople, do, do you think that people that work in sales are good at this? Is this something that they excel in, the collaborative side? Do you think that that's, um, that almost makes it a little easier in some ways? I think, I think that salespeople generally uh, do a good job of listening. At least successful salespeople do a good job of going in and, and uh, engaging in a consultative process of listening. But as we all know, salespeople tend to be very confident, which they need to be in order to be successful. So that's the balance. Salespeople uh, do, do tend to be consultative and collaborative, but salespeople also tend to have very strong opinions. And so that's the, uh, the, the balance that, that, that needs to be managed in a process like this. Yeah, so it sounds like you had to balance that along with your own goals and and things that you wanted the team to achieve. It just shows how it's not an easy situation. It's pretty complex. It's it's amazing that you were able to do it. it sounds like you were the right man for the job. <laughs> well, one of one example of a unique challenge we had is the sales team was very focused on incrementally selling. Uh, Dragon Medical One. So they would go into a hospital, they would identify a a department, sell a few licenses within the department, and then based on success, try to incrementally expand that deployment within the hospital. But what we were able to do collaboratively is uh, take a different approach, really change the value proposition away from just dictation transcription, change the value proposition so that it appealed on an enterprise basis, specifically speech enabling the EPR to drive greater physician productivity within the electronic patient record. Now that's something that had enterprise appeal. So as a result of that, we started to engage at a higher level within the organization, CIOs, CMIOs, real clinical leaders, technical leaders that could appreciate that value proposition. And once we started to engage at a higher level, change the value proposition of our solution, what we quickly found is that the average deal size went from approximately 35,000 pounds a year to well over 250,000 pounds a year because we were selling at an enterprise level with a greater value proposition. Wow. So that must have made the team feel <laughs> so great. I mean, that's a great, I mean, that's a metric, but that also is like targeted, you're, you're, you're reaching your goals. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and once this team started to see the success, it just it, it became contagious. The amount of time and effort required to develop and close a 35,000-pound opportunity was nearly the equivalent of the amount of time and effort to sell a 250,000-pound opportunity. So these early successes started to become contagious. The team quickly caught on. We were able to turn the ship very, very quickly. So that's like a game changer, I feel like. that's That must have been a moment where, you know, everything started to click. And to me, like this podcast is called Think Big. That's really a think big moment where you did think big and it was big. How did that play out on the team? Like, did that make the team feel really positive and, and motivated to do more? It did. It, it had a very positive internal and external um, effect. So internally within the team, it was very motivating. 
you know, we did have to go through and make some adjustments within the team because not everyone was on board. Not everyone necessarily had the skill set to achieve the objectives that we had uh, established. But yes, collectively across the team, there was a great amount of enthusiasm with this new approach. That's on the internal part. Externally, we were able to create a lot of enthusiasm within the UK healthcare system because of the fact that we weren't selling small incremental departmental deployments, but rather we were able to go into a hospital or a trust, deploy very broadly and have significant results provided to the client. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's it's like the same amount of effort, but more payoff, you're saying. 100%, internally and externally. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. When you look back when you first took on this role, did you think that you'd get to that point? I was optimistic. You know, again, there were many challenges in making the transition in the U.S. Uh, we had successfully worked through those. So I felt as though I had the, the fundamentals in terms of know-how and expertise to make this happen. The variable was, you know, how could we adapt this culturally and professionally within each market? And uh, that that was the biggest challenge. But we were able to successfully navigate that. You've talked a little bit about just healthcare in general and and working in it. I wonder if you could talk about how you see nuanced technology really making a difference in healthcare, in especially like in your daily work and dealing with customers. I know so many of us hear about it, but we don't always get to hear about it from someone that's in it like you. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting question, and particularly right now. So specific to the UK and the NHS, there are so many macro issues, so many challenges that, that are occurring within that market right now. For example, there are massive physician shortages causing delay in patient care, massive nursing shortages. There are strikes that are taking place uh, in December and January of this year because of overtime, nursing shortages, et cetera. Ambulance wait times are well over four hours, even for acute cases. ED waiting times are well over seven hours. So there are so many challenges within the healthcare system that we have the ability to directly impact. Our ability to be able to go in, deploy a solution that creates greater efficiency with the physicians so that they can see more patients, greater efficiency for nurses so they can see more patients, be able to create more throughput within the emergency department to reduce those wait times. Our ability with our solutions to be able to go in and meaningfully impact those critical metrics is something that uh, is very satisfying. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is life and death. I think that can't get any more serious than that. And to know that our technology is making a difference in that area is huge. When you log off each night, you can feel that, you know, you can think about that and you can know that you, what you did made a difference in some people's lives. It's a very meaningful aspect of what we do. It's very rewarding to see the success of cloud growth and international, see increased sales and increased and expanded sales teams and the organization grow, but to sit back and reflect on the impact that we're having on the healthcare systems within each of those markets is, is particularly rewarding as well. And you mentioned, you know, you're solving problems and that there are so many problems out there. In thinking about my last question, which is about the future, is that going to continue? And what's next for your team? Like, how does that fit into how you see the future going forward with this team and all that you've done so far? Along the theme of think big, you know, we're now starting to think even bigger 
as it relates to our relationship with Microsoft. We've done some very good initial work in terms of expanding cloud in various international markets, expanding the team's thinking about the opportunities. But now with Microsoft, with the relationships that they have in the international space, with the scope of their resources, that really allows us to even go to another level. And there are some very specific examples of where leveraging and taking advantage of that partnership today in the international space. So we've made good progress. We've been thinking big, we've been expanding, but now looking forward, we have the ability to accelerate that to even new levels. That is so exciting. I'm glad you mentioned it. That Better Together story is real. And you know we're doing all this great work. They're doing all this great work to be able to do it together. Imagine all that we can do together. That's an amazing story. Well, thanks, John. Thank you so much for being on Think Big today. I I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with you. I love hearing about your team and what you're up to and the amazing things that all of you are doing. So thanks so much for joining me. Certainly. I appreciate the invitation. Thank you all for listening to this Think Big podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like it and you can add a comment with your thoughts below. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Bye.